Good morning. Morning. Oh, hiyo. Oh, hiyo. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm good. I was excited for us to connect. Boop, boop. Yep. Yay, yay. Ah, lit a candle. Nihi. Very nice. Yeah. Candles are light is so soothing, isn't it? Candlelight. Mm-hmm. Well, any even even I guess the bar not barbecue, but um, what's it called? Fire pit or mm-hmm. bonfire? Has, yes. Yeah. Oh that's one of the my favorite things mm-hmm. that I learned later in life. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, growing up in Tokyo. <laughs> Like it would be the equivalent equivalence of like New York City or any major city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the opportunity to have a bonfire is that prevalent? <laughs> yeah, but yes, 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 yes. So you know, I was we were. I I want to talk about Thanksgiving and what you're making, so I can have like I pretty much have my menu set, but I want to hear nice. Yeah, but well, Thanksgiving for us, it's uh, I'm not hosting, so luckily I don't have to. I've never, no, I think we have with Tim though. Tim is in the driver's seat when we do Thanksgiving dinner, as you know, turkey, the gravy, mashed potatoes, all those things. There, the those dishes are not my forte. I've only. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it's not something that I choose to make if I for myself, you know. Yeah. Um. So, the handful of times we've done Thanksgiving here, I think, yeah, for whatever reason, um, it's always I lean on him too, and I can you know I help around the kitchen or whatever, but I've never been like the head chef for Thanksgiving. <laughs> You, but it sounds like you always have, so this is like your your experience. Yeah, like I'm curious. Uh, like, what do you what do you like to eat from the spread? Mm, I don't know if turkey really is my would be my choice. Um. Yeah, I don't know if I eat turkey because that's the thing. It's tradition, right?、Um, but the one thing I do like that my sister-in-law makes, that、um, I experience like later in life as an adult, is、um, I really love the mashed potato. Oh, sorry,、um, sweet potato. Dish she makes, and I think it's like with maple syrup, and it's very sweet. And I think traditionally it has like marsh. Am I right? Like melted marshmallows on top. I don't think she does that. I think it's yeah. I need to get her recipe, but that's one thing that、um, I really like when she makes it. Yeah, sweet potatoes is a classic. Whether it's mashed pureed or This year, I saw Ina Garden recipe,、mm. and so I'm gonna.、Uh, sorry, it's not sweet potato, but 
sorry, Mia is going to handle the sweet potato, which we're just going to slice into rounds. Mm. And then, yes, you put the um, traditional marshmallow on top. Um, mm. And I think she might put like a pecan nut on it, just like a little like hors d'oeuvre thing versus like a side dish. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Ina Garden dishes are I'm referring to butternut squash. So the squash I'm going to dice into cubes and then I'm going to um, roast it and then toss it with um, a vinaigrette as like a cider vinaigrette salad. Mm. So I thought that would be nice for the salad portion. Mm. But yeah, I, I, yeah. Um, it's funny because like, yeah, I think it's just like the choice of I think it, you guys, it sounds like you'll have a lovely gathering because the family gets um, together and everybody seems like brings like a little side dish and then becomes a feast. So, yeah, for us, I mean, it's usually the main Thanksgiving dinner is like uh, usually it's my mother-in-law and my sister's-in-law just, you know takes care of it we're always usually in charge of hors d'oeuvres so we'll do salami prosciutto um smoked salmon cracker spreadable cheese all that yes um and then we're also in charge of the next day the next morning breakfast so i know tim will be making a couple frittatas so that all we have to do is um heat whatever you know Mm. So we'll bring up already made breakfast options. Um, and then I'm planning to start uh, making Thomas Keller's scones today. Because um, uh, his recommendation is to freeze it overnight. So um, I need to make it today so that it has the... Yeah. freezing overnight step very nice it's turning yeah now i'm visualizing this entire spread <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell me though, your mother-in-law is in seattle so yes they're driving down yes my uh. mother-in-law brother-in-law and niece will be driving down and Ooh. we will yeah and Mina shares the same birthday with her cousin. And so they haven't seen each other since COVID. So Mina is beyond thrilled. Like she's on countdown. And if it was up to her, she'd want to be there already. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and it really dawned on me how, you know, her experience of the family gathering for Thanksgiving is all she knows, right? Like that's her life. Versus me, Thanksgiving is something I learned later in life through marriage, really, right? So what it means to me and what it means for her is really different. Yeah. Um, and so it made me pause and appreciate and how much she loves that time and misses it so much. Um. Yeah, I'm, I can be grateful for all the family gatherings we've had thus far. And then 
you know, to finally be able to, this is our first family in-person gathering since COVID. So almost two years, right? Yeah, I think it's a, I guess it's a huge, um, rather American thing because it's like the one day where most businesses are closed Mm -hmm. and it's separate from whatever, uh, you know, religious beliefs or ritual, you know, Mm -hmm. religious practices that people have, whether it's like Kwanzaa or Christmas or Hanukkah, like none of that exists. It's like one gathering that um, is of all families (laughs) uh, gather. But yes, it is uniquely American, isn't it? Um, North American. Well, Canada has their own own Thanksgiving Day. Mm -hmm. But I, I, yeah, it's interesting because, yeah, it's... um, positively family um and now that i've grown older and within the diversity (laughs) equity inclusion conversation um and also just just being aware to the uh native american mm, how do i put this i guess lands being taken and what Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I had my childhood where we where we're a part is I had my schooling grade school so kindergarten to third grade in New Jersey mm. so I learned about the pilgrims and the Native Americans through you know the I guess like public school so so I'm just curious to see what children are learning today but I think it is a, a tad more politically correct <laughs> yeah I don't know I mean mm-hmm. especially for elementary like I don't I yeah I don't know how much of the education is rooted in facts and not whitewashed yeah I don't know <laughs> <laughs> um and I frankly is the one area I feel like I well there's a lot that I need to learn more about and this is like this is one where I don't feel like I'm, I know enough history to really speak upon it. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I know there is the, the Thanksgiving, the celebratory, all this that we do as a country um, is again, whitewashed. And so I need to do, more learning about what yeah what this time really is about like what is the history and why do we celebrate it and um what should we be aware of rather than the kind of superficial or I don't I keep saying whitewash which I don't know if um (laughs) there probably is a better word for it but um you know, because I know Tim and I have spoken about there's a gathering around this period at the, um, I think it's the Thanksgiving on Thursday day through evening. I don't know at the, um, what is that island in San Francisco? It's a prison. Alcatraz. Alcatraz. So there's a it. gathering there. Oh. Honoring like the history of 
I'm sure the Native Americans and honoring them and yeah I don't know enough about it we've spoken about how someday we want to do that versus the you know celebrating the Thanksgiving in the traditional sense yeah I I think your call to attention um, being bold and saying whitewash there's definite truth to it and mm -hmm. as you were speaking it just looking like at the brief history is that um, on November 25th hmm. in 1621, the Plymouth colonists and the Wapanoag, which is Native American uh, tribe, I would fathom, um, shared an autumn feast, autumn harvest feast that is acknowledged today as one of the first Thanksgiving celebrations in the colonies. Hmm. And... Yeah, I mean, it's what we learned in school was like that there was this was like the first time that the Native Americans and the colonists came together in a treaty and, you know, it was a peaceful dinner. Um, mm. I think that's a one dimensional history, obviously. Right. Um, I think I think the most important thing is just being aware um, and giving thanks to. I do. I, I, I don't want to. I, I sorry. I didn't mean to. I, I do want to <laughs> keep it at love and family. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but it is true. I feel like, you know, deep beyond, you know, everything beyond, um, you know, whether it's Black Lives Matter or within the AAPI community, Asian, you know, Asian American Pacific Islander community and mm -hmm. Heck, there's a deep, 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 um, yeah, native atrocities and colonization that occurred that is just so, it seems like, um, this seems to be a lot, especially now a lot of it is coming out of Canada too, um, mm. where like uh, burials are being right. found and excavated, um, you know, and there's no, I guess there's no closure. Um, mm. There's a lot of the unknown. Mm -hmm. I think it's would be lovely for every family to at least acknowledge that foundational history and then, and then give thanks. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I wasn't, but this is nowness. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Reminding our lovely listeners that nowness is being in the moment of the present and it's as Naoko and Naoko are getting together to talk about current events and what what's on our mind um, being in the present. Yeah. So I actually, I, I didn't, um, I did want to share with you of really, I, I completely forgot of this um, incident that happened and I would love your friend, friend, the motherly thoughts. Mm. It's, it's going to surprise the heck out of you because it's surprised the heck out of me, but mm. it, this is a fact and true event that happened last Friday mm. um, at my daughter's high school. Mm. So fundamentally, um, wait, are you ready? <laughs> Okay, let me take a deep breath. Yeah, deep breath. Please, candlelight. <laughs> mm. 
Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, thank you. Um, so student-led protests started um, because there was a victim of sexual assault um, who was in a relationship, um, but in an abusive relationship. Mm. And the student reported it to her counselor and through the school administration as one one avenue, right? Mm-hmm. Finding, you know, need, needing a someone to listen. But fundamentally, after the... Um, after the incident or plural or what have you, uh, the student contacted the administration and like they were still in the um, same class. Uh, She was, Mm. victim was still in the same class as the perpetrator. Mm. Um, And she obviously felt uncomfortable. um, Hence asked for uh, them, her to be assigned a different class. Mm. Um, But the, um, it was, almost like it was like a democratic process where they asked then the boy like hey you know you like do you want to move to a different class and he said no so it's not up to him oh sorry (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh yes go ahead so so the boy stayed in the class she remains uncomfortable um and this is probably a snowball effect um, and she she was the bold and courageous one, which caused a movement of other students to come out and share their story. Mm. Um, and they had a peaceful protest on Friday. Um, but this is this is all anecdotally through my daughter who experienced who was at the protest. And um, I think one of the downsides of the student representation was they weren't as eloquent and uh like there was a lot of swear words towards mm. administration that was used which kind of um you know made, made it didn't the 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 message the poignant message that they wanted to share with the administration is what they wanted they wanted the administration to be more accountable to a student safety um, yeah. and have more resources uh to protect you know, either or, really, right? I mean, it, it takes two. A victim is a victim. But, and I guess the sad thing is that these are teenagers. And if you don't, so ultimately, the boy's parents are in denial. And um, it's gone to, I think, it seems like the police were contacted, especially at the protest, the police were contacted. It was in the news. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, the way the administration is like, we got, oh, you know, I, I got a text from the high school on Friday. Mm-hmm. But it, it wasn't like an alert, alert text. It was just like, it was like a text as if it was like a weather, there would be a school closure because of the weather, like a weather, mm. nothing, nothing to, nothing of a red flag, right? Or even mm-hmm. a yellow flag. It was just a read the email that you get from the school. Mm. And it was a very like bureaucratic, just no, you know, it was, it was just very, yeah, like a lot of bureaucracy, administrative, straightforward, no, no questions asked. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to say that they're going to protect the identities of the students, mm-hmm. even though at the protest, all the names were, were said out loud publicly. Mm. 
but but then I was thinking about our conversation that we had in terms of like public shaming. Like, mm. so I was just like, whoa, I mean, so sorry. So <laughs> I didn't, um, this all happened on Friday. And so I guess the bottom line is what would you do? Because I'm kind of at a loss. I'm seriously at a loss on how to digest this. Mm. My heart goes out to the victims, plural. And the girls who came out being so bold and courageous. Yeah. But And you want to help them. Because mm-hmm. this sets them to right to set them up for success for college, and then and and then and then of course after college. And what are you know? I feel bad. What, the message that we're sending your students now. Um, and I don't want to be silent, right? As a mm-hmm. the bystander. So what would you do? And how should I go about it? Yeah. I Yeah, yeah, I don't know the context of like it sounds like then the institution, the administration, they're really not doing anything. Like what are they just denying? So they, there was, they reported the incident on Friday and then they had like a follow-up email on Saturday, which I briefly read because, um, I guess my, my, my kids, my kids, my, my daughter and her friends are very disappointed on kind of like the way the school represented the case. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I've said that the police are involved. There's a third party involved. Um, you know, the, the students are anonymous, but let me, and, but there's a systemic problem. The, the systemic problem is just pushing it under the rug. Um, I'll tell you, actually, there was another awful, awful incident that one of the teachers, Mm. um, middle school, no, it was a high school teacher actually was, um, found to, uh, have, molested a child um a child i'm not telling i'm not a high school student but like Mm. a child um and was arrested and put behind bars Mm. but never heard about that like as parents nothing Mm. said about it and that was like that was last year in the heart of the pandemic Mm. um and this is a this is a public school uh in a you know, kind of like it is in a privileged city. Mm-hmm. It's in an affluent neighborhood uh, where your, you know, tax dollars should be going to for resources like these. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, uh, and and they're very much the so-called school is publicly ranked in the state within like top five. Mm-hmm. Um, and but it's 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 the stereotypical story of we only uh, on surface is like yes we're ranked and not and everybody wants to come here and move here i certainly wanted to moving here from atlanta because of the reputation but Mm. start peeling the layers right there are some deeply rooted issues And, and i think the students deserve you know um you know, my, my daughter is a, is a senior in high school. And so she'll graduate, but 
I don't, well, then what's going to happen to all the other students that come after? Yeah. Uh, so I, I think I need to do something, but I'm not sure how to approach it. Hmm. Yeah, from the little that I know, I mean, this is, you know, I mean, I already feel it in the pit of my stomach, like, oh, I don't know how to describe it, but it's definitely heavy and disgusting and disappointing, but not surprising institutions after institutions after institutions. What what are they going to do is protect the institution and um, I don't think they have the wherewithal in terms of how to handle or, I mean, I don't like the word handle, but how to navigate something like this and face it with integrity, right? It's, and, and lack of accountability and all this stuff that really is happening all the time, but it takes something like this to really bring it to the surface for all to see. And, it, you know, like what, other things are they navigating without equity at the core of their mission, right? Educating our young generation. Mm -hmm. exactly. um, so if equity is not at their, at the core and they don't, they're not the decision-making process and all this stuff is not, using that lens then of course the default is you know protect 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 hide sweep it under the rug like you say which is unacceptable when we have our children especially as a person of color attending it's so mm -hmm. i'm like for me like what have you been doing the last two years when all this is happening around you and you're not learning how to, I don't know. It's just, it's just really disappointing and heartbreaking when they cannot empathize with their student body stories and, and hold those accountable when, somebody is harmed who I'm, I'm wondering, like, I, I try to like, okay, so what, what is, what are they trying to do? Are they even with their good, like if we keep, keep in mind that they're trying to do their best with the good best intentions, like how are they being like led astray? You're probably just following policy, like the top-down messaging. Like I don't. Yeah. Who holds the power in this decision-making process? It's probably only a handful of folks, right? Or the board, or I don't really know how the school thing <laughs> works. But yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. it always ends up being about power. Yeah. And and dominating. Yeah. And who gets to speak up and share their narrative and like does do the girls get to hold space to center the conversation on them and those things never happen and so i'm proud that like you said they are um standing together and protesting and voicing that this is unacceptable 
and there needs to be some sort of accountability. And I hope that movement and energy can grow to really make something happen, whether it's, yeah, hold, holding the administration accountable. Because at the very least, the fact that they, they didn't immediately think to protect the victim from the perpetrator and allowing them to be in the same classrooms feels, I, I, I just don't understand how that can even happen. Yeah. And I'm wondering, like, does, you know, not only gender now, uh, are the, is there another layer that amplifies the inequities? Like, is race involved? Mm-hmm. And so... <laughs> I was trying not to go there, but... <laughs> that's my, like, my mind goes there, right? Like, oftentimes, you know, race matters. That's why intersectionality is really important, because you get to see how not only gender becomes an issue, but they intersect, right? The, the, yeah, well, the reality the impact. is we're, we live in the, uh, I don't know what the correct, uh, my minority, major, excuse me, minority majority. Mm-hmm. So the beauty is in that that's so a microcosm of what society is like as the demographics of the United States of America becomes right more diverse, mm-hmm. exactly the representation of the students. It's a little um, Asian heavy. It's mm. like 49% Asian, mm. which is kind of unheard of if we, you know, in like the state of Georgia or Atlanta for that matter. <laughs> so coming, yeah, that was like a, 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 a almost like a shock for us. Mm-hmm. Oh, like we're... Oh, okay. Uh, but um, kind of to your point on power and authority, as we witness in in both nonprofit and for profit sectors of who are the leaders and the and the people who make the decisions are not representative of 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 the students, mm-hmm. of the people whom they serve. Yeah, and, like the blind eye. It's like yeah. I can't believe. It's like it's like we talk about this every single time on Nowness, <laughs> <laughs> and here we are, like yet another example, right in my own school, uh, you know, children's school. Yeah. Ah, oh, so um, anyway, um, thank you for listening. Mm. I, I think as you were sharing your thoughts, I wanted. I think my first place was I wanted to reach out to the victim. Um, maybe like writing a letter, just mm. writing a letter as from another senior. She's a senior, um, a daughter, a senior, um, that my heart goes out to her. And if I can do anything, I think that's the first place where I would do it. I don't know. Um, to just pen my thoughts. Mm. Um, Yeah. That, and because I don't want to, yeah, and who knows? Because, yeah, right now everything is in like um, third person in terms of like, I don't know um, the student, and all I'm hearing is, but you know, through through the so called protest. But, you know, as, as the other thing that infuriates me is like the police were called mm-hmm. when I hear that there were no 
there was no, it was a peaceful, other than the swear words, <laughs> um, it was rather a peaceful protest, no weapons whatsoever, no like violence. So it's like, why do you call the police? It's like, it's yeah. such a- Again, wielding their power. <sighs> yeah. Um, and really swear words, come on. Uh, <laughs> is that their excuse of not being able to listen because they feel disrespected by the language of swearing by these, you know, I don't know. That's that makes me think of how white folks want to police folks all the time or people in power just want to police, quote unquote, police us and, uh, you know, swearing or language becomes the thing that they can attack us and that which is beside the point mm -hmm. like that's deflection right mm -hmm. oh my gosh oh gosh yeah and 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 the police were called and the school went under a lockdown mm. <laughs> and i'm wondering like how did the police like were yeah. did they have the skill Right. Different departments have different protocols. And, you know, did this department have were they trained in diversity, equity and inclusion in terms of like how to handle yeah. or again, I don't like the word handle. I keep using it. How to navigate this um, tense environment like and like since it's a diverse student body, like cross-cultural understanding and all the stuff that's supposedly critical for them to do their job well like I just want would love to like I wonder how they how they um were I mean I can only imagine it was just come in and power over everyone yep and instill yeah. fear and shut it down Yep. Exactly. Mm. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, <sighs> yeah. um, I don't know. I, I'm trying to name things in the moment and I'm not always the best. But again, this is naming something that I'm feeling when you shared like, again, this is not fleshed out. You don't even know if you're going to do it, but your mind wants like your heart wants to reach out to and I don't really want, I don't know, the word victim, like the person, the, 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 the girl that was harmed um, to, in a letter or something. Like, I understand the intention. And, but I think that's a very, you want to be very thoughtful in taking that action. Um, and not that, I think you said, if there's anything I can do, something like that. Did you say something like that? To yeah. put in the letter? I know you were just speaking on top, you know. Yeah, I'm just Steve. Like solidified or anything like that. But I would yeah. be careful, you know, even with the best intentions. We don't, with the DI work, you know, like, make sure that you don't put any onus on her, right? Like, that, that. I want to make sure that she probably already has a full plate that she's dealing with 
trying to learn to navigate. And even with the best of intentions, I think it's, it is a burden to, to add anything on. So I think it, for me, what I would say is that I think it's, you know, whatever feels right in your heart, like, I don't know. And of course, I empathize and have compassion for her too. Or I don't know if she, how she identifies um, her pronouns, but um, the girl or the person, <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to be thoughtful. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, no, no. You know this what is... I mean, like, yeah. I think the per the person will appreciate all the the actions and feelings from the community but really centering on protecting the girl yeah um sure yeah i mean it's always going to come down to um i think the danger that we do is we always don't know what the right thing to say and there isn't going to be the right thing to say or right or what have you because it's a conversation it's a two-way that mm -hmm. goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth right yeah um and so it's just establishing that someone out here as a parent cares for you and you know it's just like it's it's not you're you're not alone mm -hmm. and i think i think you could it's it's and then it's it's rather better to open up your heart than to just not do anything yeah i for think sure. I, yeah i'm at that point where i don't think i would have done anything it would um yeah and i'm still conflicted it's 50 50 at this point it's not like i'm 90 percent sure i'm gonna do write something i think i would have a conversation with uh, Mia, of um, course, and then be like, just like, yeah, it's. I would think there's there may be also like a community response to this, <laughs> right? I don't know. I mean, you I don't know your community. So. Yeah, you would think so. Um, yeah, you would think so, but the underlying problem also. Um, great example. So we're the majority minor, excuse me, minority majority community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of the uh, Asian families are um, uh, not even first generation. They're they're new new immigrants. Mm. So all the stereotypes of um, them not speaking. Uh, mm. uh, just be quiet and be the so-called model minority myth. Mm -hmm. What have you exists. Right. So it's like, I think it's beyond for many families. And mm. the, the first set of, um, it seems like even this, this, this girl um, uh, yeah, who identifies as she, her, uh, is doesn't quite have like the fluid ability to talk to her own parents. Mm. Um, but how amazing is it that she was bold enough and courageous enough to have a protest? That's yeah. just that's 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 a beautiful act. Yeah. Um. So. 
Yeah. Thank you for listening. It's uh... oh, thank you for sharing. I think Ooh. it's an opportunity, right? It's an opportunity to um come together if you feel compelled, you and your daughter. Yeah. Um, an opportunity to stand in solidarity with her and you know support whatever initiative she wants to pursue so that she's like you said she's not doing this alone yeah um and build momentum and mobilize if this is it's up to her i guess in terms of what she wants to do yeah um following the protest yeah mm -hmm. mm. yeah what i i think when you know um i commend you too i mean there's clearly a lot of compassion in your heart that that's activating you to have this sense of agency to want to do something right not just empathize and feel but turn that into action which i think is um that i respect and it's beautiful that you are thinking through this and doing it in a thoughtful way um what i think about like the flip side when i what i was trying to say what came to mind you know in my own experience with best of intentions when folks oftentimes like in my workplace like they want to help they don't know how and so they ask what can i do or how can i be of help and then so that is placing ends up placing the burden on that that individual versus you're a grown adult like figure it out you know <laughs> uh, i'm not i mean i'm oh, not saying that to you in your situation yeah, yeah, yeah. but what I, that's what i thought of in my mind where oftentimes we so focus on the good intention of folks and say, how can I help? But that again is places the burden on the individual where like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a great call out. You know me, this is like, this is sisterhood, man. This is like, yeah. this is thank goodness. It wasn't my, my daughter today. Right. Or it's also coming from someone who wasn't an abusive relationship, mm -hmm. even though consensual in high school. Yeah man did i i mean that was like a different that was consensual and that was my own doing and my own accountability and thank goodness i had a teacher who protected me and then i was able to like finally come to my senses mm. i guess coming yeah like actually even like <laughs> even though i had unconditional love from my parents i'm it was it was like yeah it was just like my ego was too big to even come uh like admit that i was in a wrong relationship um but it's like you know how many years later and then it's happening i i think it's uh yeah i just uh um yeah i, I understand what you were trying to say uh which is like yes yeah, not helpful it's like <laughs> <laughs> but that that dynamic is has been traditionally been like just people who have had no experience and like oh like i just want to help what should i do right mm -hmm. or like not people who've really experienced it um or is it i don't know like what's the 
Yeah, I think even, I mean, even though, yeah, I think it's across the board. It's, it's even if you have experienced, say, something like inequities or racism or um, sexism, like, for me, I mean, I'm thinking of work, workplace relationships, especially when there's power dynamics. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I just think it really requires thoughtful awareness and so many don't spend the time to take the time to yeah. be aware of yeah, their own biases that they're like harming people every day and they yeah. don't like it's justified in their minds for whatever whatever reason yeah um yep yeah well <laughs> my heart to you and yeah and Thank you. Uh, we will we will we will we are doers <laughs> i stand in solidarity with you and with her and with your community like this is not okay this is not this is happening everywhere <laughs> Fully, right. Yeah. I mean, this is um, an opportunity for us women as feminists or learning to be feminists and using our power, which is our voice, to demand accountability because it is our right. Um, yeah. It's not always easy to do and it's scary. Um and not everyone has the courage to do it and put it into action. Um, but for those who do have the courage to do something about it, then I think people should come together. And like you said, I mean, if this is happens today, it could happen again. And if our actions can protect or, you know, um, be an impetus for change for future girls and have a different experience than this horrific one that's happening to Mia's friend. Yeah, gambatte Thank you for mm. listening. Yeah, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Hi. Okay, we are. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. This is the beauty of nowness. Is I get to share it on nowness, um, mm. and it's a, it's 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 the process. It's the process of what? Yeah, action. It's the process of action. Um, and I hope our listeners can um, engage with us, whether it's through the Anchor or Spotify or our website, nowanissapodcast.wixsite.com, maybe. Um, but we haven't heard from our listeners as of yet um, <laughs> in terms of, yeah, feedback or what resonates. I'd love to hear from our listeners. 
And we need to invite um, our listeners as guests too. Didn't we want to invite? Absolutely. We should just remind every episode. We are open to anybody who wants it. <laughs> Join us in our conversation. Okay. Nowness. And we share the blessings of our fall harvest, feasting, and family coming together, friends coming together. Mm. Yes, meaningful gatherings. Hi. <laughs> okay. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye.